0: Real people, real opinions. Real Talk Radio, the multi-award winning Niall Boylan show. It's lovely when the schools are off, isn't it? Traffic is better, kids are having fun. And I suppose it's kinda good for everybody. Well, everybody but the parents. I mean, let's call a spade a spade. The holidays can be a nightmare for parents. Where do you put them? How do you keep them entertained? How do you balance all of that and work as well? And most importantly, how do you cope with the stress of it all? Well, luckily for you parents out there, we have an expert. We always have an expert. We have an expert for everything on this radio show. Every, even toothbrushes, even girlfriends using toothbrushes as we had earlier on. <laughs> Top selling parenting author. Jenna Hermans is an author of Chaos to Calm, five ways busy parents can break free from overwhelm. Her book covers efficiency habits, communication, community and self-care and includes how to's and simple small tasks to achieve and maintain calm, take control of your busy life and embrace what really matters, which I'm assuming is you. In addition to that, Jenna's sharing her own experience she also shares a variety of stories from other parents. Now, let me go to Jenna Hermans. Jenna, how are you?
1: Hi, Niall. I'm doing great. How are you today?
0: I'm really good. It's, it's a beautiful day. Everybody's in good form. It's great to see, you know, I think the sunshine brings out the best in people.
1: Oh, absolutely. Get that vitamin D, right?
0: Yeah. Okay. But here's the thing, Jenna, all the parents in Ireland are dreading two weeks time because in two weeks time the kids are off school for the summer they get a long holiday over here I don't know what it's like in, in the United States but they get in primary school they get two months in secondary school they get three months mm. for the summer so wow. that, oh
1: yeah. I can tell you your future because my kids were out for their first week this week
0: so
1: <laughs> I see your future in two weeks time
0: <laughs> your future is chaos and then you're left with this position. Well, de- depending, of course, if you're a stay-at-home mum or dad, or if you're boat working, you're left with this dilemma. How do you entertain them? And they don't sit there looking at you going, I'm bored. Mm-hmm. So how do you balance picture. life out? How do you do that?
1: You know, there are ways to, one, get ahead of it, right? So you have weeks until summer starts, this is the perfect time to get set up for success for the kids being out of school and coming and, and being prepared for that time so that the chaos isn't so chaotic, mm. not so overwhelming.
0: Okay. Oh, sorry. There's a slight delay between the two of us. I do apologize. So what are those steps?
1: Absolutely. So the first step is getting the mindset right. You know, mentally preparing yourself for a change in routine, knowing that things are not going to go as planned, to expect the unexpected. And one of the things that I like to tell um, my coaching clients, as well as something that I've put into my own life with when it comes to summertime, is depending on the kid's age, for the first week or maybe even two, I let my kids just be feral.
0: Right, okay. <laughs>
1: let them. Yeah, let them have those unstructured days, right? Because for for months, right? For 9 or 8 months or 10 months depending on how long they've been in school like you said, secondary primary school, um they have such strict routines on how they need to be every day and their children. They they don't they don't want that. Of course, that's probably what's best for them, but to give them some time just like we want on our own vacations to not have the that strict structuring routine. To let them have the time to stay up late, to sleep in, to veg out, decompress, and then move into a structure and routine for them. Okay. And I think getting, just having that part let them be free for a minute is really helpful for getting started for the summer.
0: So in other words, let them do what you normally never let them do. Turn the internet on for a little bit longer. Let them play on the PlayStation. Let them stay in bed till 11 o'clock and stay up till 12 o'clock at night if they want. But let them do those things that you normally would restrict during school time.
1: Yeah, it's good to allow them to have that moment, to have their vacation. Yes, it's not ours, but that's their time. And so to let them do those things, because then they're not sitting there craving it. They've been wanting this. Mm. So we let them have it. (laughs)
0: Okay, that sounds like a plan. Now let's get to the strategy after two weeks. Two weeks of chaos or madness and then two weeks of relaxation to some degree because they're going to do what they want and entertain themselves uh, and run around and wreck the place. So after that two weeks, how do you then get a structure back into place? Is it all right then to tell them, okay, it's going to be up at 10 o'clock in the morning now, we're going out and playing ball or what are we doing?
1: Yeah, so getting, letting them know, okay, here's what's going on, right, and again, depending on the ages of the kids, there's different ways to communicate this with them, but letting them know what's going on and what to expect. So before summer starts, letting them know for a week or two, you're going to be like feral cats doing whatever you want, and then after that time, it's here's the structure, here's the routine, here are the camps you're going to, here are the playdates you're on, here are the vacations we're taking, and here's what it's going to look like. And one of the ways to get ahead of that, let's say, if you don't have plans, is my invitation is to get some new toys or supplies, you know, some cheap art supplies, puzzles, games, and then releasing those slowly over the summer time, mm. so that they have something that is novel to them yeah. throughout this period.
0: Okay. And so that might be a bit of a challenge for them as well. Maybe an old jigsaw or something like that. Something that's a bit of a challenge.
1: Yep. Yeah, 100%. Mm. And then something else that we like to do in our home Um, that I share with others is also creating a summer bucket list. Right now is that perfect time before school's out, but they don't, the kids don't have, you know, so much going on at school unless, you know, they're in high school, they got finals or whatever, but things are starting to slow down. And having them as well as the parents involved too, creating a bucket list of the different things that they want to do this summer. And writing that down, what's something for the family that they wanna do in addition to things individually that they want to do, what projects they want to take on or skills they want to practice, um, you know, vacations that you want to take or day trips or whatever it is, and adding that to a list and putting it on the fridge or somewhere that everyone can see. So that come those days, right? I'm bored. I don't know what to do. It's like, go look at the list. There's a whole <laughs> bunch of stuff
0: there. And would you let them, Control, you know, decide what goes on that list? Obviously, money permitting, finances permitting. Would you let them decide what goes on that list?
1: Absolutely. You know, I, I say just like a wish list where for my kids for their birthday or for the holidays, they put everything you want on the wish list. It doesn't mean that we're going to do all of it. But at least you can see that slowly but surely things are getting ticked off that list. So your your wishes and desires are being met, even if it's not completed 100 or even 60 or 50 or 20%, some things are being met. So that bucket list does get smaller.
0: And see, now you're a mother of four and you also have a master's degree in organizational management and also a degree in psychology. So not only do you understand what's going on in their tiny minds, but you're also a master at organization. (laughs) But for the rest of us mere mortals, that can be a bit more difficult, can't it? Oh,
1: yes, absolutely. These... uh... These practices have been honed in over the years, lots and lots of practice and trial and error, and tears and blood and sweat.
0: Mm. And what happens if if they were, see Jenna? Not every kid is going to want to behave themselves, or you know, want to you know stick to the schedule. So, what happens if they decide I'm not going with the program here? I'm going rogue on this one. I mean, how do you then convince them this is the right thing to do? Because you know what teenagers in particular can be like. You know, you're saying, "Oh, come on, we're going to the beach today," and they go, "No, I want to stay at home on my PlayStation. I don't want to go. I'm bored. I don't want to go." I mean, do you just turn around mm-hmm. to a teenager at 12 or 13 years of age and say, "You're coming," and that's the end of it?
1: I've definitely done that before, <laughs> <laughs> or I'll I'll bribe. I am not against bribing kids, also.
0: <laughs> so, uh, if you come, I get you. If you come, I get you a surprise.
1: Yeah, rather like, you know, we've been talking about you wanting to get to, some time to go to this place or you want to get this game or whatever it is. Let's go and have this time together and afterwards we can run to the store and you can pick up something that you want to get. That works more with my with my younger kids than it does with the older ones, but it seems to work with them too. So um, so you're telling me, you're telling me as right? an
0: as an expert it's okay to buy their cooperation every now and again.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think every now and again, not to use it all the time or anything, but Mm. to say another way that I actually get them to do more of what I want um, is to say this is very meaningful to me. This means a lot to me. For us to go to the beach together means so much to me. And I'd be so sad if you didn't come because, you know, I work so much. You were just in school. We barely got to have that much time together. The summer is, we only have so much time over summer to spend, you know, our days together. And it really means a lot to me for us to go to the beach and be together as a family. The Xbox is waiting for you afterwards. You can go back and do it later. No, it's not going anywhere. (laughs) But let's go do this together.
0: Yeah. And I'm looking, by the way, it mentions here as well, you yourself have ADD, attention deficit disorder. And I suppose to navigate life and find calm, you kind of came up with these systems and tools for yourself, I suppose, initially, to get yourself through school and career.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I was diagnosed only as an older teen, so I had to come up with systems to support myself from a very young age and then practicing my own rituals and routines that could support me um, as I got older. Exactly what you said, Niall.
0: Yeah, and I I think a lot of people probably have ADD but don't even bloody know it because we've never been diagnosed particularly older people like myself I'm 59 um, because I suppose it wasn't a thing when I was younger because we didn't get diagnosed we just got told oh you're hyper or you're this or you just don't concentrate or whatever you know we, there was excuses made for us or we were stu- or we were told we were stupid whatever it, it happened to be so I think nowadays we've a better understanding of all that because I, Jane my producer accuses me of it all the time she keeps telling me that I have ADHD or something like that because I don't, I tend to, I'm very, it's very hard for Jane to keep my attention for very long. I'm usually, <laughs> I'm like the person who says squirrel, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? But, but in saying that as well, I, I have some questions coming in if you're willing to answer them for some of our listeners. And it says... Oh, uh, I would love that. Okay, J- somebody says, hi, Jenna, I don't have kids, but my brother does. And they're very hyperactive. They ruin every family gathering. I love them all, but I'm getting to the point where I don't want to invite them here uh, or here anymore. Is there anything I can do to calm them down as an aunt? So it's obviously for a woman.
1: I would ask the kids, what do you enjoy? What do you like? And then from there, potentially, let's say they're into a specific type of game, Pokemon, Minecraft. I don't know, whatever those, those kids are interested in. And you can get things that are related to that, right, and bring into your home or whatever event that you're having and so that they can have something that they're interested in that they're doing. Because a lot of times for those who don't have children, right, you want to bring kids into your home, but you don't have toys or entertainment for kids and they get bored. And the first thing they do is go figure out what can I do here? What can I enjoy? Because there's nothing here for me or nothing that stands out as being there for me. So they're gonna make do with whatever they see. So if you buy things that are of interest to them to have around or go to a rummage sale or go to a thrift shop, it doesn't have to be new necessarily. It can be very cost-effective, mm. right? Um, and bring those things in, then they have something to do or to connect with them. in that way, just have a conversation potentially about that, that passion of theirs or that interest of theirs to engage them in a different way.
0: Okay, so it's all about It's all about entertaining them, isn't it? And keeping them distracted by something they enjoy doing, I suppose, really. Uh, Somebody else says, hi, Jenna. What do you think about, oh, where's it gone? What do you think about screen time and phones? I have a nine-year-old and an 11-year-old and they both want one. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm not too sure about that. But go on.
1: Oh, I think that the phones is one of the hardest things right now in our society. And so my kids got phones when they were in the older part of the middle school here. Um, so they hit 12 and 13, and that's when they were able to get phones. And to be completely honest with you, I kind of regret giving the smartphones as early as I did. I, and for a lot of families around us, they gave smartphones to their kids even younger. Um, but my offer is is to connect with people in community if they're all in the same headspace right with the same dilemma Mm, and make a pact together so that the kids are it's not like majority of them are all getting phones and your kids are not if if possible and i know that's not feasible for everyone but if that is possible to connect with other parents or the the well, you know what, Jenna. Kids.
0: Some of the schools are doing it here now at the moment. The school communities. Um, one or two schools have done. Mm-hmm. We we covered a story going back a couple of months nope. ago. There were when the schools have all the parents in this school have agreed that their children will not get phones till they're thirteen years of age, at least. And the school have all agreed as well that they're not allowed to bring phones to school. And then and they also the kids in these school are not allowed to use phones outside of school. So it's like an agreement that the parents of this particular school have, which I think is wonderful because. I really believe there was a, a politician in this country wanted to bring in a ban on the sale of smartphones to people under the age of 15 years of age, or 16 years of age, or whatever it was. And people thought that was funny, but I actually thought it was a really good idea. Now, it'd be hard to police, don't get me wrong, because the parents would just buy them for them anyway, but still it sends out a message that I think, you know, that kind of age group is the right age group for getting a smartphone, not nine. I'm, Hi, Jenna, both my kids get very irritable, but my son gets relief. By being very active. Unfortunately, my daughter doesn't uh want to be active. What can I do? Okay, so that can be difficult when you got two kids and one is a lounger, and likes to lie around, the other one likes to be constantly doing stuff all the time. So how do you entertain both at the same time?
1: Ooh, I got a trampoline.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he can bounce on it, you can sit and watch him. <laughs>
1: Um, or play dates right having play dates for the kids is so great because then they're entertained in ways that are individualized for them
0: yeah I have to say I love trampolines love trampolines I think they're great but as an adult you end up with a bad back after it Uh, (laughs) Zodian says hi Jenna I'm being offered a promotion uh, but I'm struggling with the juggling uh, with juggling everything so I'm torn and I feel I won't be a good uh I won't be as good a mom if I take it, uh, but it is such a great offer. What should I do or what would you do?
1: Uh, I would start off by saying if you're just thinking about the fact that you're not going to be a good mom, then you already are. Being intentional and thinking about what's best for your kids is, already makes you a great mom. And as long as the time that you spend with them is connected and intentional, then that's, that's all they need. They just want to have the best of you when they have you.
0: Yeah, see, the parents are obsessed that, you know, their kids want vacations or they want Playstations or they want phones, when really what children really want is the attention and the love of a parent. That's really all they want, isn't it? That can keep them happy. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, literally. That, That is a core part of their design and their psychological safety is to know that they are loved and to make sure that we give them Right, our full attention when we're with them and that we validate their feelings, we validate where they're at in their journeys, and we can just be there for them and with them and support them on their journeys. That's really the the core of it with parenting as long as you're loving them and giving them the your you if they know that you they their priority that they are your priority, yeah. then. They're they're good. They don't actually need that much in order to have a content life. It's it's not that hard.
0: Okay, here's another question for you. Hi, funny you talk about the holidays. Uh, My seven-year-old hates school. No matter what I do or say, she hates it. Uh, She has a sore tummy in the morning when she has to go. I can't wait till the holidays so she can feel better. But I don't know what to do about this. Have you any thoughts? Okay, so this is not about the holidays. It's more about how do you deal with a child who hates school and pretends they have, they're have they sick all the time and they don't want to go.
1: That's my six-year-old in a nutshell. Every morning, mama, mama, my stomach hurts. I don't feel good. I don't want to go today. Oh, I feel you, mama. <laughs> That's my six-year-old. Get, into, uh, feel, get yeah. into
0: the car and shut up. <laughs>
1: yeah. We actually found a fun way to make the mornings more exciting. And we, turned our, we, we got out of the house a little earlier, and we would scooter or ride together to school. And I know not everyone can do that. Schools are not as close to home. Mm-hmm. For everyone to find something that gets them excited in the morning to look forward to that's out of the house, then that is a great way to get them, again, out of the house. And it can be after school, before school, something that they can look forward to and saying, when the school day is done, here's this thing that you can do, that we can do together or something, but it happens only after the school day is done, or it only happens when we leave the house before we get to
0: school. Okay, here's the final question, I think. Hi, Jenna, can you explain more on that? How much time do kids need? Uh, my husband and I work a lot, but try to give our uh, give them good quality time. Uh, to our kids, but my mother thinks we don't spend enough time with them. See, it's all well and good saying you should spend more time with your kids, but if you have to work to provide for them, and both of you have to work because maybe you got a big mortgage or whatever it is, or you, know, you have your bills and expenses and the cost of living is so high at the moment, um, it can be difficult mm-hmm. to give them the time they deserve.
1: Sure, and so I'm so glad that you asked this question because a study just came out recently about what is important in connective time together and it's actually not about how much time you spend it's about how you use the time you spend and something came out with with this particular article that i read and and the research that was done behind it around the concept of special time around having dedicated anywhere between seven to 15 minutes of of one-on-one time with your child where they get to make up the rules decide what you do whatever it is, and as long as they're the one leading and you are fully present with them, that that alone is enough for a child to feel connected to their parent.
0: Well, the book is called Chaos to Calm, Five Ways Busy Parents Can Break Free from the Overwhelm. And I know you also give coaching uh, on your own website, which is JennaHermans.com. That's JennaHermans.com. But just for people who don't know about the book yet, and now they do, we're telling them about it, what do they expect or what will they get out of this book or how will it help them? Sorry, I think, have we lost you again? Julia? Hi. Oh, I think we've lost.
1: Oh, I'm back. I'm back.
0: (laughs) Oh, okay. Go ahead. Go ahead.
1: Hello?
0: Okay, we, we seem to have lost Jenna. <laughs> anyway, the book, oh, it's one, of, it's one of those nights. It's just one of those nights. Things, technology is killing me. I wonder will Jenna write a book on technology. Anyway, the book is called um, Chaos to Calm. Five ways busy parents can break free from the overwhelm. And uh, The book covers efficiency, habits, communication, community, self-care, and includes how-tos and simple small tasks to achieve, maintain calm, and take control of your busy life. And I do apologize, Jenna, for some reason, uh, some technical problem. We can't get you back on there, but um, I think Jane will pick up the phone there and have a chat with you before you go. And uh, the, the website, by the way, if you want to go, is jennahermans.com. That's jennahermans.com. All right. Thank you very much, Jenna. Appreciate it. Real people. Real opinions. Real Talk Radio, the multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show.